Welcome to another edition of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your host. Today's guest is Sarah Evans. In case you don't know it, this is a fun factoid. Sarah wrote the foreword and introduction to the first edition of the book Social PR Secrets. We actually met on Twitter back in 2007 when Twitter first came on the scene. And what we immediately had in common is we were looking at social media as a public relations strategy. Enjoy the episode with Sarah, and if you're not following her on social, definitely make sure you do. Hi, so we're in week two of our course, Social Media Management, and this week our theme is the Social Media Revolution. And I have picked a very special guest this week to interview. Her name is Sarah Evans, and she actually wrote the foreword to the book, my book, Social PR Secrets. Um, just a little bit of background, and then I'm going to turn it over to Sarah because she's going to do a better job at describing how she's gotten to where she is today. But um, some of the titles Sarah has um, has include author, editor, evangelist. Um, she's a public relations professional that has done an amazing job at transitioning and, and really being part of the whole social media revolution. She has 103,000 followers on Twitter. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Sarah, and tell us, how did you get to where you are right now and what's it been like on this ride through the revolution? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this video. Tweet with me anytime at PR Sarah Evans. But I guess at one point I was just like you guys sitting in a classroom and it, when I was in college back in the day, like we were learning how to format and write press releases. And I was like, what, what do I want to do with this? Um, and when I got my first job, it was kind of really the start of, of social. Facebook had opened up to the masses and LinkedIn. And I started thinking about the professional implications of what social meant, not just personal. And at the time, I worked in healthcare, and I thought, well, you know, patients could communicate with the hospital, or doctors could um, use it as uh, customer service or learning extension. And over time, I began just talking about social and how it could impact the overall communications industry. Built my own brand out of that, and it's funny I, how all the pieces kind of fell into play. It was. I wanted to use it for professional, and then I couldn't find an outlet professionally, so I did it personally, talking about professionally, and then people started to hire me because they thought I might knew what I was talking about, I guess. <laughs> and, um, and then this digital correspondent role, people not only want to hire me to help them create for social, but they want me to talk about them for them, almost like a brand journalist or spokesperson. So you've really morphed into this this new role, and I just wanted to kind of repeat it so that everybody heard it. So the digital correspondent. So that's your your title that you um, use for from a professional standpoint. So tell us what exactly is a digital correspondent? Well, ironically, it's very much what I was doing. I, I was previously a, a manager of communications and government relations. I was a director of communications for a community college. It's really encompassing that spokesperson role. Um, so much of what I did in those roles was working with the media, talking with the media, um, communicating with various stakeholders, focusing a lot of times internal communications, external communications. But taking that corporate communications knowledge, the social media knowledge, and some journalistic nuances and morphing them all together to create this piece. I think brands feel very comfortable knowing that I have a corporate background. So I'm not going to you know, fly off the handle and say something that could tarnish them. 
um, that I can produce on the fly. Many times I'm hired for big or live events, things that have a fast-paced nature, and that I have a, I mean, a high-performing team that can come and create. Can you give us some examples of maybe just a couple of different, um, a day in the life of when you're working for a client, what you're doing as a digital correspondent? Um, I'll give a few examples. If you're familiar with the South by Southwest Festival that happens every year, um, there's an interactive portion. This past year I worked with PayPal. I was their digital correspondent for the event. We had um, an amazing media room and I produced five days of content. So most of the time when I'm functioning as a digital correspondent, that means a lot of interviews. Um, whether the interviews are then used real time or if they're edited videos or if they're Twitter chats or Google Hangouts, it all involves some sort of creating content around interviews. So I produced five days of live interviews, meaning live in front of an audience. Um, and then we edited all of those videos with PayPal to create a brand new video series for them called P2P, person to person. Um, the interviews were typically high level influencers and celebrities um, who came through the room. So that's, that's one aspect. Um, I work with Cox Communications. It's one of the largest cable companies in um, the US. And I'm an ongoing digital correspondent and spokesperson for them. So I do everything from um, quarterly satellite media tours, because those are still popular, to uh, producing live put, Putting up your Twitter. Your, um... Oh, God. I was like, oh, my God, what happened? Okay. <laughs> um, to uh, doing live coverage from events like CES or the National Cable Show. So really creating content that general consumers can understand, but also that they can share and use with their internal audience and other stakeholders that they have. So um, you've been interviewing some famous people. Always, for the past mm -hmm. five years. It's a, it's a cool list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so tell us, what is what does today's workflow look like for the digital correspondent? And there's I think there's two brands. You, you talked about it earlier. There's the You brand. There's the brand called You, the personal brand. And then there's the brand um, for whatever um, the brand that you're representing, the corporate side of it. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've gotten some amazing clients. I mean, I'm, I'm really very lucky. It's usually um, you know, bigger brands that want to work with me, mostly because they have the budget or they're ready to take a, a little more risk as opposed to a brand that's just getting um, involved. But it's, it's been fun. And as far as the workflow, a day in the life, what, what, is that, what does that look like? The workflow has completely changed for me. And I, I mean, I admit, I love my job. I love what I do. I, when I'm not traveling, I work either from home or from downtown Las Vegas. So I have a pretty cool um, work atmosphere wherever I'm at. But the workflow remains the same no matter where I am. And I have to, I mean, I've got a, my list of tools, so I have to have internet connection. I typically have my phone, tablet, and computer because I create different content for each of those. But a typical workflow looks like in the morning, I'm monitoring everything that's trending online. Um, and I do that because I look to see if there's uh, client opportunities, whether it's pitching something for the media, creating content for a certain brand, linking up journalists with sources, um, I've got a whole host of tactics that I use, but it all starts with finding out what's trending. So I'll go to the front page of Reddit. I'll check to see what's trending on Google+, Twitter, Facebook, um, the Instagram popular page. I'll go to pop URLs. I want to see kind of just what and uh, you know what people are talking about or searching for. 
Okay, yeah. and then what do you do with that information? <laughs> and then I go to lunch and work out. <laughs> and do yoga. <laughs> but I do integrate yoga into my day. That's a must have, just so you know. And yes. I wanted to create my day um, and build in what, what matters most to me, so there's that professional aspect, but I build in things that are good for me as well. So um, monitoring what's going on, and then I'm, if there are opportunities, I'm acting on them real-time. So much of what I do is instantaneous and real-time, um, so I've got to get information out there. Um, and then I'll go through and check different clients' social editorial calendars. I'll see what, what do we have coming up down the pipeline that we need to either talk about or create. There's always lots of meetings, as you know, Lisa. So mm -hmm. you guys, real world, lots of meetings, sorry. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I guess it just kind of functions like that, and I'm always prepping for the next live event, the next big event. You talk a lot about um, mobile and being able to create content using um, a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. It's essential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've turned, I mean, I, I'll show some either um, slides or screen grabs with you for the class, but I mean, I've got my, I can turn my phone and my tablet and device into mobile media studios so that I can create, edit, and share from the same device. It eliminates, it eliminates so much time of having to email and transfer and upload things um, that I, I can do them all from the same device. Obviously, you have to still produce high-quality content, so that's in partnership with my video and editor that I come on site with when it's something we need to create more high-end for a brand. Okay, awesome. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and let everybody go have a snack and come back, and we're going to talk about if you could share with us some of your social media management secrets with the class. Ooh, yeah. Sounds good. Okay, so we'll be right back. Okay, we're back with um, Sarah Evans for part two of the week of Social Media Revolution. So, hi, Sarah. Hi, I just did jazz hands. I hope that's okay. Okay. Um, so, we're going to just get into, if you can share with us, some um, social media management secrets for our future um, social media manager graduates. So, what are some secrets that, in this whole revolution, that we need to do to be on top of our game? Well, um, I, I mean, there are so many, so I want to just pick some of the things that are really important to me and they might seem somewhat boring but a lot of it comes down to workflow and being familiar with um, how to do well what I think are these four things it's um, content or story identification and creation getting to learn about platform specific apps and tools if you're working for a mid to large size company or enterprise learning about marketing and automation social tools and then analytics and monitoring. Those are really my four, I guess, pieces that I concentrate on pretty heavily. Okay. And um, so you're always a very big trendsetter when it comes to social media and also fashion. So what, you know, there's so, you can read so much on the internet and blogs and social media do's and don'ts, what's in, what's out. So if you had to pick, so what is in right now for social media and then tell us what's completely out in yesterday. Ooh, okay, so what's in right now? Um, I love productivity and collaboration tools. I think it's really hard, um, especially when we get into the corporate world. Teams can tend to work in silos or become very separate. And I really try to push integrated um, marketing communications or just integrated teams and using tools if you're able to, like um, Asana or Basecamp or Evernote, which I use Evernote and love. Um, so that's, I think, something that's really in. Um, 
also maybe isn't as simple as Google Docs to collaborate oh, okay. on and yes yeah, so Evernote Google Docs Google Calendar I'm a big Google um, that side of the tool deal um, high output products like Divi HQ that are platform agnostic they are also productivity tools they let you create multiple calendars so you can create content editorial calendars a lot easier and share from them so I think it's productivity and collaboration that's really in for me and what's out is this siloed tools. Yeah so um, when it comes to productivity and collaboration I mean that's always you're always going to get the best result from that um, but then there's that side of also there's automation that I think you know you're trying to make yourself as efficient as possible when you're a social media manager whether it's for yourself or for a brand and how do you find that balance between scheduling and and not getting so caught up and like you said you wake up in the morning and you read the headlines and find out what's happening but how do you not spend four hours or three hours in you know and all of a sudden it's noon well it depends what your role is I mean for some people that that is their job um, to be immersed in the social landscape, especially if you're in an agency um, type role. But there's a fine line or a slippery slope for automation. Some of it does make your life easier. Um, so for some clients, we'll use a combination of Latergram, which is an Instagram scheduling post or scheduling tool um, to schedule photos for the next five to seven days. If breaking news happens and we know that one of our photos might come out in poor taste, we know that we have to go in and edit it, but we've kind of worked those nuances in to what we're doing. But other things, maybe like Facebook or we'll pick a few networks that just will not be automated, that they have to have a human touch and have to be personally um, personally managed. Uh, but then for some for, for photos that we know we have coming up, we might use an automation tool. Okay, great. So um, any other tips or any tips for grads um, when it comes to social media management that you want to share or just tips in general for the, you know, once you're out of school, what do you do? Okay, so I'm saving the best for last. And this is a, another workflow thing because I'm, that's, that's me. It's exciting to me. And I feel like no matter what you do in your career, if you're not efficient and you can't get great work done time and time again, it, nothing else really matters. One of my or two of my favorite tools is really putting the web to work for you, and it's IFTTT, which Lisa, I know you know, and Zapier, and both of them truly automate the web. The difference is IFTTT is free, Zapier is a, a premium tool, so you have to pay for it, so it's better if you actually work in an industry that will pay for it. But it makes your life a lot easier because you can take really simple tasks that are time-consuming, like the tasks that you say, oh, this will just take a minute, and you can make them a lot easier. Um, just as an example, Zapier, you can, MailChimp is an email subscription service. Um, let's say you're running a social media contest online through an app like Wufu. I know all these crazy names. When someone signs up for your contest, it'll actually add that email address to your MailChimp um, subscriber list. So it saves the marketer time from downloading all those email lists and then manually either transferring them or manually typing them in. That's just one example, um, but I just say, new grads, just take a look at these things, get to know them, make it so you you don't take eight hours to do three hours worth of work. And so, just so everybody knows, IFTT stands for if this, then that. Do you have any secret, what, what are your favorite um, recipes? So, I have it segmented, um, how I use it, but one of the most important things for me is as a news monitoring service 
So I've got three tiers of media that I constantly track, and they range from urgent and important to important but not urgent. We kind of go down a tier. And the urgent and important, it's really breaking news, things I need to know right now, and industry updates. So for those, I don't want them to get lost in my email um, or even via text message. So I use IFTTT, and I've taken RSS feeds from all of the major social network newsrooms. And my phone now calls me if there's an update to the newsroom. Something, it's like the PR team has updated or uploaded a press release that there's a launch. Um, so I get a phone call to my phone that's saying that that is updated. So I can then go to the site immediately and find out breaking news as fast as possible. Okay, awesome. So um, any other last bits of words of wisdom for the class? I just think it's really easy to get overwhelmed and I like to make lists. I like to make tactical lists. I create an arsenal. Anytime I try something new or learn something new, I put it in my list because I'm always trying to learn and innovate for myself and my clients. Um, so just not being afraid to learn. And also as you go out into your first career, not underestimating the power of your own knowledge. Um, that you can go in and actually suggest things and question, um, ask why. Um, you don't have to assume that things need to continue to be done the same way. Um, test things out personally before you recommend them professionally so you really have an in-depth knowledge about what's going on. And listen to Lisa because she knows what she's talking about. Obviously, somebody else thinks that you know what you're talking about too. <laughs> well, they have something to say. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate your time. And um, if our students want to follow you, the best place is on Twitter. Yeah, that would be great. They can text me, email me, tweet me, Snapchat, I guess. Keep okay. PG. Awesome. Thanks for being our guest. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free. Thank you.